You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754 800 chat. 754-800-2428 On Twitter, at Taxi Standout From a pay phone, call collect Good morning everybody Thank you once again for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the Northern Command Studio. Thank God I'm back home in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, we trust you all had a fantastic week. If you were in the Northeast or any place in the path of that heat wave, uh, welcome to the other side, man. We made it. It is gorgeous outside, right outside the big uh, Radio TFI Executive Building, uh, especially when you stand in the shade of all 347 stories, which, by the way, renovations are progressing nicely. But we want to welcome you aboard. we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about our good pal, Shaletta. We played celebration for our good pal, Shaletta Brundage. John, tell us, tell us what Shaletta did this the other day. Our good friend Shaletta Brundage finally took that leap of faith, if you will, and she got her first of two vaccinations. It, it was it, it was quite the, the quite the scene indeed. Um, and, and what do you absolutely. know? And what do you know? We have video of the scene indeed. Let's show that. Oh, oh, the oh. The we apologize for our audio listeners but but that was a uh, uh, video of Shaletta Brundage getting her our first vaccine shot. We're all very happy about that. And uh, we're going to talk a a little bit more about uh, Shaletta and John being there and his involvement in it. Uh, John uh, was a guest on Shaletta's show yesterday on WCCO in Minneapolis. And we're going to play that at the top of the second hour. So stay tuned for that. Very, very interesting conversation. And, uh, And they're just a couple of goofballs. You think John and I are something. Where do you hear John and Shaletta? 
I'm beginning to wonder if if, if there isn't a uh, Shannon and Shaletta or Shaletta and I, Shannon show I, in the uh, offing I, somewhere. I, I may be stuck at the uh, just being a, a low light a low light producer. Product. Well, that's how Shaletta got her start. So looks, at least here in this, at she, least here. And she's going to go forward, and I'm going to move. We're moving in opposite directions. Although she is infinitely more talented than I am. I mean, let's face it. Oh. Let's face it. And uh, there, there is a there is a a, a fun story uh, attached to this, the leading up to her getting this vaccination. Um, she she had decided that if she was going to go ahead and and get the vaccination, that she was going to use the moment to be able to get maybe to reach out to other people of color and say, listen, you know, in her own way, she didn't really say it verbally, but basically if people could see that she was taking that leap of faith, that, um, that others would follow. And and it was a production uh, to say the least Uh, starting out with the fact that we were originally going to have this done at another uh, Hy-Vee store. Hy-Vee is a, is a, huge midwestern grocery uh, store pharmacy chain here uh, in the upper midwest if, if you're familiar in other parts of the country with a ralph's or or Publix or albertson's it's food lion uh those kind of <clears throat> whatever the big grocery chain is in your neck of the woods the original plan was to do this at um two o'clock and now we're talking central time here at two o'clock at a uh, high V in uh, close to Shaletta's home in Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Uh, well, as it well, as it turns out, there was a group of knuckleheads that were going to come and be, you know, basically be protesting and, and what have you, which hey, look, Protesting is, is I, I understand it, I get it, um, but there are just certain places in time. What this boils down to, this whole thing boiled down to, was the fact that, uh, you know, there was a woman that was already scared enough about to get this vaccination without these knuckleheads coming out and, you know, out. To, well, the governor was there. Gov- our governor, Walls, was planned to be a part of this. So... It, it would look like it was going to start to be a kind of a poo-poo show at the Cottage Grove location. So I get a I get a text uh, early in the morning. We're going to move this. Don't tell anybody. Don't put it out anywhere. But uh, we're going to uh, we're going to move this to another location at a, at a at a different time. So all these people are sitting there at Cottage Grove waiting for the governor, waiting to do this big protest or whatever. And lo and behold, guess what? Just move the whole show to another another, uh, store. And (laughs) these people are at the Cottage Grove location scratching their collective asses wondering, uh, uh, oh, my God. (laughs) That that was was so funny in itself. Well, that's... I'm, yeah, John, you told me this story yesterday, and I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the what was so well, on top of that, 
so we're all waiting, sitting there waiting and wondering what's going to, you know, what's going to happen. Now, Shaletta has her own vehicle, you know, but she decided that she was going to pull up in the motorhome that she has uh, uh, been blessed with, blessed to have. Um, uh, all of a sudden, here comes the motorhome. I said, I, I can't believe <laughs> Shaletta's coming to the, coming to this to get this shot in her RV, and it John, was the John, if funniest gonna, thing I'd ever seen. If you're gonna go, you go big. Oh, it was it, it's, it's so. You know, Shaletta loves loves promotion. She is all about promotion. Yes, this motorhome, by, by the way, has a banner on each side of it promoting the uh, book. She she's written several children's books and mm-hmm. the. Uh, and so the, the on the side of the she was all about promotion right to the very end. Well, it was it was wonderful to see. It was it was grandiose, and I loved it. Well, we're going to spend more time talking about Shaletta a little later on. We've got some some other things. Let let's get to that. Pretty much hour two is going to be all about Shaletta. Uh, and uh, but there's a couple other things I want to get to today, not the least of which. It's the Radio TFI Stock Market Watch, brought to you by, please, High V, maybe. Uber closed the week at $42.22, down $2.06. Lyft closed the week at $53.39, down $1.93. That's been the Radio TFI Market Watch. High V, you're not my supermarket, but throw a buck. <laughs> now, let's also, let, let's, uh, John, how is Kansas City? You're in Kansas City right now. John oh John God. was scheduled to be doing a remote. Well, I mean, this show is nothing but a remote. Uh, exactly. But, John, John, how how are things in Kansas City right now at this moment as you sit there? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, my God. How long do we have for me to talk about uh, the trip from now? You've got two minutes. Wow. <laughs> I, I tell, first off... The plan was, and it, it worked out fairly well going down there. I uh, I decided to jump on a bus instead, of, as opposed to driving. I I I've already, you know, having that I drive for a living as it is, and then to to and we've already Granny Annie and I have already taken a couple of longer road trips together. She, you know, and I'm doing all the driving and and. On that, uh, I decided I was going to take a, a break from driving, so I jumped on a very nice Jefferson Lines, by the way, and, and it's all it is is just Greyhound's younger brother. You know, basically, it's a they, they operate primarily out of in the uh, Midwest. They have routes going up and down thirty five uh, Highway thirty five um, to various locations, and. Um, very nice bus ride. It was probably the highlight of the show, of the uh, trip was the bus ride. That's unfortunate. You know, so I get down, I get to Kansas City. Now, I didn't have real high expectations of the hotel I was in. Um, it was it was cheap, and it was in the area of the um, 
of the bus station. Oh, well, let's let's stop right. Let's stop right there. You never stay in a hotel near the bus station. Oh my God! And and I and now I I I know why. Wait a minute! I'm disappointed. Now, John sent me a uh, let me know last night that he was on his way home. He was going to come home. He was ending the trip early. And uh, uh, he was, screw Kansas City, and he was, and, and I'm thinking, well, what could have happened? I didn't want him to tell me until today. I, did, I wanted to find out during the show, live. And I'd be quite honest with you. Uh, the fact that you stayed at a crappy hotel near the bus station is not what I was expecting. Well, but here, hear me out on this. All right. For one thing, when you go to the hotel... It's, I mean, let's face it, when you you go to a hotel, you're not, you don't plan on spending a whole lot of, a whole lot of quality time there. You're going no. there it's a place to sleep to, and take a shower. To store your stuff. Yeah, ex- exactly. And the hotel itself, I guess, I mean, the room, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, they, uh, it wasn't a real... It wasn't a real uh, questionable neighborhood, although when they said, uh, you know, the the cab driver, when I got out, when he oh oh, be careful here, be careful here. Isn't so, that, isn't that your first clue as a cab driver for a million years? When the cab driver says to you, "Are you sure, buddy? <laughs> Are you sure that's where you want to go?" <laughs> Come on, you know God. the way. Ed, I gotta tell you. Look, the worst, the, the worst part of that whole thing, of that hotel in that area was, is there was a homeless shelter about three blocks down from okay. where you know so, and there so there were a few people hanging hanging around on the street and what uh-huh. have you and uh-huh. but it, there were it was it wasn't like they were. We're not talking about gangs walking the street or anything right. like that. There were Copy groups that. of homeless people. So, <clears throat> it, but it was it was it was it was dirty and it was it wasn't it wasn't very appealing. But all right, so let me ask now, you a question. Um, I, I'm going to stop you. So now you get to the hotel Friday night. Did you mm-hmm. go anywhere? Did you do anything? Well, you got to realize I didn't get in until about three o'clock in the morning on, okay. on Saturday. All right, so Saturday morning when you wake up, did you go anywhere? Did you do anything? Yeah, yeah. I went. Um, uh, I got up. I, I mean, by the time I got to bed, it was probably I don't know four thirty or so. I got back up at about nine thirty. Okay. Got up, took a shower, got myself got myself ready for the day, and headed out. You know, and. I the the first idea was I was going to jump on I was going to jump on public transportation, but looking around, we didn't. There wasn't any buses really to be found. And Saturdays would be a tough day because the schedules are drawn out. Yeah, but I didn't and I didn't see any even any bus stops. That was it. Where would I Where would I start this venture from? And it's a shame you don't have a little device in your hand. That could just... Trust me, I tried. It, it was very um, the 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 bus service doesn't have an official app app 
Okay. So you're left kind of, there's a couple of apps that are out there that are, eh, not all that great. I find Google Maps is very good for mass transit. Very good. Mm. Something to think about for next time. Anyway, so here you are wandering around uh, Godforsaken Kansas City. So I get down to the area where I, I plan to, to spend quite a bit of time. It's known as the Country Club Plaza. I was I was born in that area. Um, I had pretty much lived in that area my entire life. So you were going to go. Was, so you were going to go around, knock on random doors, and say, "Hi, I'm John. Remember me?" Yeah, yeah that that <laughs> that that was the plan. So. First thing I did is I got into town or got into that area, stopped and had stopped and had a uh, at uh, or stopped at this restaurant I've, I'm familiar with. Been there ever since I was a kid. It's a, it's kind of a Kansas City legend. It's called Winstead's. So I stopped there and got myself something to eat: burger, fries. Um. I come back out of there and I'm getting ready to walk down to my next step. And about maybe 200 yards away, there's this beautiful park with this outstanding. I don't know if I've ever, I don't think I've ever shown you or sent you a video. I'll have to do that one of these days of this huge fountain. And it is kind of the centerpiece, almost like you're familiar with in Philadelphia that have that huge fountain there that it's in a lot of movie, uh, it's in a lot of movie sets and what have you. Well, Kansas City is more or less the city of fountains. It's, it, it they, is. It they've is got fountains all fun. over the place. Yes, fountains and, and architecture. And it. Right. So I get there, get over just over the ridge, and I'm not I'm thinking, I'm not here in the water. I'm not here in the water from this for this fountain. I get over the ridge where I can actually see what's going on. They got the fountain shut down because mm-hmm. the water department is there doing different uh, you know, everything needs maintenance, John. I understand that, damn it, but didn't they get the message I was coming? And they... <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently the message we beamed out from uh, from high above Radio TFI, it, Master Headquarters. And it, just, it just went downhill from there. And the other thing I've discovered, and I realize as much as I'd like to be able to, I like to push myself a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. My my old knees weren't weren't liking the idea that I was our I already logged a mile and a half worth of walking. Mm-hmm. And I've never been much of a walker, you know. To me it's a highly overrated uh Activity. mode of transportation. <laughs> as as I have on a, a, a social media account, I uh, I describe myself as drive for a living e-bike when possible walk when forced yeah <laughs> and that was should you know I, I guess i should have thought about that i wondered if they didn't have any e-bikes there that i could have rented mm-hmm. or something that was a little bit uh it, it could have been a, a or a little different there uh, but so that sounds like I you just, needed to do a little bit more of planning for this uh, excursion there you I, well yeah and you're absolutely right but the whole idea for me was is I wanted to do I wanted to take this trip by the seat of my pants. I wanted okay. to fair enough. Fair enough. Oh that was that was the whole idea. You know, I go I had thought maybe about going to a ball game. Oh 
Okay. Uh, were the Royals in town yesterday? Royals were in town. They were playing. Okay. They were playing uh, St. Louis. But I just I. And then just one thing just kind of led to another, and then I'm kind of walking around, thinking once I get outside of the realm of this country club plaza, this is a dirty city that really is about as exciting as uh, <laughs> a used moist towelette. <clears throat> Thank you. That's, that's a good. That's a good analogy. Thank you. Analogies it, are us. I shop there quite often. And I just I, the more I did, the, the more I went around, and and actually I I had broken down at this point in time. Of course, there wasn't a taxi to be found. Anywhere. Don't say it, John. Don't say it. Just don't say it. Ed, I, I got to tell just, you, Ed, just say you found alternate means of transportation. I found alternate means of transportation. Okay. Yeah, I I know. I, I just, look. Just let's move on. Plow through it. Like, oh, beat me like the dog that I am, but I, it was actually plow through it. Move on. Uh, move on. Next topic. Go. You got to the. <laughs> you got back to the hotel. Okay. I don't need. We're gonna well, talk. By about... the time I got back to the hotel, I pretty much had decided to had decided. Oh. Oh, let me, I, I, I forgot one very key element in this oh, whole thing. Oh, please do. Um, when I woke up, I got this, I have this message not only on my uh, uh, DM on, on Twitter, but also on Facebook. Shaletta wants to set up, a, set, wants me to call in, wants me to call into the show. Oh, you did that from Kansas City. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. I did that, that from Kansas City, yeah. So I, I see this text at, at like seven, you know, that she sent it at seven twenty-five in the morning. Well, I didn't wake up until after nine, you know, right after nine o'clock. It's like, well, I mean, and, and look, Shaletta is one of those that, you know, when she says jump, I say how high. Yes, yes, sir, <laughs> yes, sir. So um, I, I, so I got. Uh, so I had to think about that, and so I decided to come back to the hotel room. So to to do this, as opposed to try to find some quiet corner, I right. could have done that. I could have found a a bench someplace and sat for all, and did it from there. But Kansas City doesn't have a lot of shady spots to sit, and while it wasn't it it wasn't that hot there, mm-hmm. it was still direct sunlight, and it was still there was no places really to just sit down and get out of the sun basically so i just i went back to i went back to the hotel room and uh i just decided at that point in time you know i i i really don't know that i want to i want to stay here for another night and what have you so i i made a couple of phone calls and uh, made some arrangements switching on the uh on the old uh uh Jefferson Lines uh, customer service. They normally have a twenty dollar uh, change, uh, change fee. They they waived that because they must have felt sorry for me or some damn thing. <laughs> I feel sorry but, for you. If I wouldn't have given you the twenty. You didn't I have would, to pay that. But I would have got so? the twenty. I, I would have collected the twenty. <laughs> oh I, well, that's you. That's how you roll. Because because uh, anyway, I don't want to. We got, a but, lot more. we got a lot more we want to get to after you're done with your little tale of woe here. 
So I that that's about it. I you know tucked my tail between my legs and uh, sat decided sat around the bus station. Uh, oh, and I swear <laughs> to God. I, 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 now now oh. I'm going to interject here. John and I spoke at oh I guess I guess it was about six thirty Central Time, and uh, so after he had texted me, he said he was on his way home. Okay. So I gave him a call. I, I gave him a call. Actually, we were testing out the audio system, which took a complete poo-poo last week on me. And uh, by the way, we've got everything up and running today. Everything is back to abnormal. And uh, the phone lines are working. John, what's that big number? Oh, that 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 number. It's uh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Thank you. So it's 630 Central Time, and John and I are talking. I said, by the way, what time is your bus? He, you were going to have like a three or four hour wait there in the bus yes, station. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, because again, I didn't know the details. I'm thinking he's had a crappy 24 or 48 hours and now he's going to, he's got to wind up. He's gonna, the tail end of it is going to be sitting four hours on a bus station. Good gravy. Good gravy. I mean, uh, I fell for you, son. I fell for you. Uh, uh, turbo... I don't know what the hell that's all about. Let's see who this is. 1975 to 2021, Run Cowards Run. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, cool. Turbo Llamas, uh, give us a call, 754-800-CHAT. And uh, just let us know what the heck you're talking about, dude. You think think, think this, whoever this is, is going to be any more coherent uh, over the phone than they are sending crypto messages? Nah. Anyway, so John made it home safe and sound. What time did you get it? Get in, sir. Got in at about uh, four this morning. All right. You took a nap. And, yeah, that's basically that's basically what it was. Basically, what well, it was. I'm sorry that it didn't go well for you, but you know, hey, you're back here. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff we want to hit on. Uh, we're we're gonna do some rapid fire stuff here. First things first, John, John put this up on Twitter, and I just think it's hilarious. Now, if you remember the old underdog show, <laughs> there's no need to fear. Underdog is here, the great Wally Cox, sweet Polly Purebred. And John, who who was the big criminal on that, one of the criminals? Oh, Simon. there were a lot of them, but one of them... Simon Bar Sinister. Now we're going to pop up this this image, and and we again we apologize to our audio folks and listening on the replay. But here's the uh... <laughs> someone just pointed out that Underdog's nemesis Simon Bar Sinister looks just like Rudy Giuliani, and now I can never unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and he is he is right on the money. If you're that. listening on the radio. Uh, or, or on the on the on the, uh, the SoundCloud playback, please Google Simon Bar Sinister, S I M O N B A R S I N I S T E R, and you'll see what what we're referring to here. It's uh, uh, I got a couple. We we got a couple other short clips we want to get to, and we're we're gonna get a little COVID intensive here, uh, because I've got some interesting stuff that uh. I want to talk about, and I, I think we should. Uh, honestly, I put a whole show together because I didn't think John was going to make it back in time. Uh, oh, or, whatever. Or at all. <laughs> or at all. 
so I'm going to start out with back-to-back, -back, a double shot at Ted Cruz, because you can never go wrong with a double shot at Ted Cruz, am I right? Oh, no, you can never go wrong if you take two shots at Ted Cruz. So let's take the first one. Here's here's Ted Cruz saying something, and, and, and we're all going to scratch our heads at the end of this one, and uh, we'll talk about this briefly afterwards. Take a listen. And it's a weird thing, Sean, there is a herd mentality among congressional Democrats that they obey Chuck Schumer and their only answer is, sir, yes, sir. And so we fought. Okay, so according to, according to Ted Cruz, he can't understand how a group of politicians can just blindly follow somebody else. Mm. Hello, Ted. Hello? Uh, and if you can't figure it out, well, you will, we'll get to it. And, and, and here's, here's, I, I, it's a toss up between which two of these are my favorite. This is Ted, Ted Cruz telling us what a, what a spine he has. Jersey knows well that I pressed President Trump vigorously on this topic, engaged aggressively with the Trump administration, with the Treasury Department, with the State Department, with the National Security Council, and... We prevailed in those battles. The Trump administration issued a series of sanctions, and they worked. They stopped the pipeline. So I've demonstrated a perfect willingness to stand up to a president of my own party on this issue, and we succeeded in stopping the pipeline. Now, when there's a Democratic president, we have yet to see Democratic members of this body willing to stand up as vigorously to their own party's president who is actively and eagerly facilitating the building of this pipeline. I object. Ted Cruz saying he stood up to Trump. Mind you, the same Trump that uh, called his wife ugly, accused his father of killing JF JFK and all that. Well, at this point, there's only one thing to say about Ted Cruz now, isn't there? Ted Cruz, go f*** yourself. Moving on. Speaking of uh, speaking of the orange, uh, the orange plague. He was on Fox or one of them being interviewed, and he said something very, very interesting. Uh, take a listen. Olivia, it's the, the the nonsense is coming not just from Rand Paul, but from many members uh, of your party, including your former boss, the president. Donald Trump was on Fox News over the weekend complaining that people would have said he did a horrible job if he were president during COVID. Have a listen. Well, first of all, could you imagine if I were president right now and we had this massive attack from the coronavirus, you know, now they like to call it, the, they have new names and they'll have other new names, but it's exactly what we had. We had the same thing. If that were me, they'd be saying, what a horrible thing, what a horrible job. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you, Edward. You're 100% you're you're on target there. Um, you're right. The president of my own party. It's anyway, Trump, uh, again, am I living in some sort of, some sort of time tunnel time trap here? If COVID had happened when I was president, are you kidding me? You're, you're, you're the reason why a half a million extra people are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Putz. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I, I mean, just. And people just buy into this nonsense. And we're going to get to some of those people in just a moment here. Uh, as always, you can count on Arnold to come to the rescue. 
if Arnold cannot save the one of the biggest states, he saved one of the biggest states in the country. He saved the world numerous times, uh, even when he was a Terminator. And he's been pregnant in the movies. And he's Danny DeVito's twin. I mean, for goodness sake, how do you not listen to Arnold? But I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and, and responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. It's like no different than the traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else by accident. So this is why we have a traffic light. You cannot say, no one is going to tell me that I'm going to stop here, that I have to stop at this traffic light here. I'm going to go right through it. Yeah, then you kill someone else, and then it is your doing. So this is the same thing with the virus. You cannot go and not put a mask on because when you breathe, you can infect someone else, and you can infect someone that then gets sick and may die. That, that to me, is just encap encapsulates it just so perfectly. And, oh, yeah. And, and for all the joking around I do about Arnold, uh, I, I tell you what, I, there, he comes out, I may not agree with him. He's the classic Republican as far as I'm concerned. We have sent the same destination. It's just a difference of opinion on how to get there. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the big stuff like this, my man is right on. He's one of the greatest Americans ever. And I'm not even going to put the qualifier that wasn't born in this country. He is one of the greatest. Amer He's an American now. He's one of the mm -hmm. greatest Americans ever. I don't ever felt anybody looking out for this country more than Arnold has. Uh, you know, and say what you will about him. I mean, and Lord knows I have. But when it well, comes he, to he in, in, injects a little bit of common sense here. He injects it's, so much common sense. Uh, and, and and he's right. There's no way to pick that analogy apart. No. That being said, however, uh, there was a little place in Kansas the other day that really should have been picked up by a tornado. And, and dropped on a witch somewhere. But uh, we had a young lady came up uh, against a board of county commissioners in Kansas. And uh, let's oh, take a listen God. to this one. Hold, by the way, hold on to, <laughs> if you have a loved one nearby, hang on tight. This is, uh, we're about to go to the opposite extreme of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm from Oakland Park, and I'm here for the children. There is zero evidence that COVID-19 exists in the world. PCR tests are recalled. This is a pandemic. Fake virus, bioweapon jab. Fake president. You will not experiment on my children. It's always been about the children. We know you're coming for the children. We will not comply. We will answer to God. People are waking up. Nothing can stop what is coming. You vote yes, you will all be tried for crimes against humanity. Children don't disappear. 800,000 children in the United States disappear. Where do they go? 
Human trafficking is the real pandemic. The mainstream media doesn't cover it. There's no virus. The media is the virus. Politicians, Hollywood are all involved. Please vote no today. I'm begging you. I want, to thank you, I want you to think real hard about these children. Trump won. I think, I think those last two words pretty much sums up who you're dealing with here. Uh, look, uh, she, she has, they backed, if you're wondering where the missing Kool-Aid truck is, it, it, it got detoured to her house. Because she is all over every piece of conspiracy theory. She swallows it like it's candy on Easter. It is sad. It's unfortunate. Her children are going to pay the price for this one way or another down the line. Uh, you know, uh, th this whole pedophile story, this whole child-eating thing, this whole, uh, you know, uh, this whole God thing. This whole Trump one thing. I mean, uh, we're, we're look. I mean, all these. This just falls into all of these protests about mess and vaccines. We want to protect each other and the children. I'm not certain that people are saying we have had literally how many people on this planet have been vaccinized, vaccinized, vaccinated now. Are we over a billion? We have to be over a billion people. There's no significant mm -hmm. side effects. Is that not a big enough uh, sample for you? And the FDA is coming down soon with the approval, with the official approval. Will that get you going? Uh, I got, I, I got, I got two things here. I want to read off. Uh, speaking of this, the whole non-masking, not masking. If you don't need a mask because God will protect you, then why do you need a gun? I, I That's anonymous. I don't have a source for that. Really? You, th these people are crazy cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Also, Aunt Krabby, dear, at dear Aunt Krabby on the Twitter, and if you don't follow Aunt Krabby, believe me, you're missing something. Uh, she wrote, if the unvaccinated believe that God will protect them, they should be taken to a church rather than a hospital when they get sick. I don't disagree Seems with logical that. to me. I, I, I gotta say, well, I don't want to see anybody get hurt and die. Why is it suddenly you, you believe in the science as soon as you get this gosh darn thing? Hmm. Well, science isn't the truth. Science never is the truth. It's the pursuit of the truth. Oh, look at that. We learned something new. So now we have to revise what we know so we can make it better. We don't just reach one place and go, okay, we're stopping now. This is, you know, I, I said it last week. Ask anybody who's contracted polio in the last 20 years. Oh, wait, nobody's contracted polio in the last 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, they drive me cuckoo. Cuckoo for uh, cocoa puffs, they do. Uh, well, of course, when you get and when you get on a uh, on a, a greyhound bus, you all there's always somebody that that's there to stir the pot. Well, this particular person that uh, was stirring the pot was one that was uh, 
refusing to wear a mask. And now this is, look, that's not my rule. That's not any, you know, that that's not anybody's local rule here. This is a federal mandate when you are on uh, a bus, a, a train, John, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question before you go any further. Is that the Jefferson Lines policy? No, it's not the Jefferson Lines policy. It's a federal policy. I, I was a, I was asking for a specific reason. Okay. Because as a private business entity, Jefferson Lines can say, you, uh, you can't come aboard this bus unless you're wearing blue shoes. If you're not wearing blue shoes, you can't come aboard this bus. Just the same as they can say masks are required. That's not a federal government thing. That's a you can't uh, patronize my business. And that's that's where it should be coming from. Uh, now, was the guy giving or the person giving the driver a hard time? Or well, it started it started in the terminal. Okay. It, it, you know this per, this guy when you know when you're sitting around in a in a bus terminal for four hours, these things happen. This guy just did play that. Out. Oh, and he he fit the T. You know, an old tattered baseball cap with a with an eagle. You know, in the American flag. You know, oh. you know, silhouette in the American flag. And he was oh my god! But this guy was off the he. Let's just—I I just don't think all the dogs were parking the, or were uh, pulling the sled in the same uh, direction. Copy, copy that. Copy that. Was this one of these? Uh, I trust my immune system, people, or uh, I don't know what he was trust. I think he, Jesus, I, and if he was trust, I don't know. I boy, I tell you, Jefferson Line showed a lot of patience with him from the person that was the. The lady that was at the the Greyhound terminal, same terminal, right? right. Jefferson line run right. out of, uh, but the lady that run the terminal, the drivers, uh, he was testing everybody's patience. There was several passengers, present company included, who's he was trying to try, you know, you know. Of course, when somebody said, "Well, that's the," told him, "Well, you know, this is listen, you've got to do this." Oh, that's the liberal way of the. There you go. I told you there that you that time. That now, yeah, okay, yours truly. We got a winner. We got yeah. a winner. You want to? Oh, when you want to start talking a bunch of BS, at that point in time, I just I turned around, I looked at him, I told him, "Look, there isn't a person in this terminal right now that is thrilled about having a man. You think we all sit and enjoy?" Uh, breathing in through a piece of cloth like that, especially for an extended period of time. Hell, I was going out and hanging out with the smokers outside for a while <laughs> just so I didn't have to have my damn uh, put the mask on. It was, oh my God, this guy was just cuckoo. That's and uh, that's I was this close, Ed, this close, I'm telling you. Your, your old boy is not afraid to uh is is not afraid i i might only be i might only be five uh five foot eight uh, on a good day but uh, yeah, that's only if you're uh, wearing your hair tall 
Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> so that's about it. If you stuff your hat with newspapers. Yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, and he, I, um, he finally, if he finally chilled and settled, I think he realized that, that, that there were more than just, not just me, but there was plenty of in, individuals that felt the same way. None of us are thrilled about the idea of having this damn mask on. Right. But you know what? You're in a good, not only is it a federal law, which Jefferson Lines does have to follow. Right. Not only that, it's not a bad idea. We're in an enclosed, we're in an enclosed space. Uh, there's no, as much as they try, there's no social distancing on that bus. No. Uh, no. Supposedly they've got some filter or some filtration systems going through it. Look, I that I think that's just all smoke and mirrors to tell you the truth, but <laughs> I, nobody wants to do this. Shut up and make the best of it for crying out loud. Whatever you get to your destination, take your damn mask off. Go live whatever type of life you want to live. Right. But when you're sharing airspace with me and with other people, including children, and right now, this Delta variant is attacking children like you wouldn't believe, you know, shut up and take one for the team. Well, that's yeah. not that's not how these people live. It's uh, it's all about them. It's it's about America, but uh, it's all about them. And uh, you know, you know, you have to say it with with uh, with Arnold, especially you know. But he's right. Screw your freedom at this point. In time. Well, we have a bigger picture. Freedom doesn't mean uh, freedom doesn't mean squat if you if you're not alive to breathe the the, the free air. Your freedom stops when it begins to infringe on my freedom, okay? It doesn't just wash over me like a wave. You can't, you know, there's, I, I can't even, I can't even formulate the words. I'm so tired of having this conversation. I'm so sick and tired of it. I, I totally that, understand. That, I, 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 yeah, I can't, I can't talk. I can't talk. It's uh, and I've, I think I've run out of. Uh, let's speaking of all this nonsense that's going on. Let's uh, let let's play a little clip from Don Winslow, who does a fantastic job about the uh, GQP. I mean the GOP and their quote unquote heroes. Dear Republicans, I know you won't listen to Hollywood people or New York people. Or God forbid those libtards. So here's a video featuring exclusively your heroes. I want you to listen to your own leaders in their own voices. You can't call this fake news. These are your pals. Unedited. Roll tape. Would you recommend to our audience that they get the vaccine then? I would. I would recommend it. And I would recommend it to... A lot of people that don't want to get it, and a lot of those people voted for me, frankly. Get vaccinated. We are all pro-vaccine. I would encourage people to get the vaccine. I have high confidence in it. I got it myself. If enough people take the vaccine, he says we could get back to normal. Each one of these Republican leaders took the vaccine, and they made damn sure their children took the vaccine. 
But then they worked behind the scenes to create a marketing plan, and that's what it was. Targeted at low-information Republican voters that tied your personal freedom to not wearing a mask or taking the vaccine. I love the poorly educated. And tens of millions of you in red states fell for this ridiculous lie. The federal administration is trying to do is shove it down your throat. What are they shoving? The science? Even when confronted with your fellow Republican leaders telling you on television that they were wrong. I'd already uh, uh, eliminated our statewide mask mandate. And yes, in hindsight, I wish uh, that had not become law. Many of you still refuse to do what is best for you. Any questions? Your families, your community, and your country. Everybody, don't listen to no foolishness. Go get vaccinated. You can't enter the Fox News building without providing your vaccination information. But on show after show, they tell you not to wear a mask because it's an assault on your freedom. They are laughing at how gullible you are. And here's the kicker. While they're laughing at you, you are sending them donations. You are literally paying your Republican leaders to deceive you. Think about that. Well, there you go. Uh, it doesn't get any clearer than that, but... Again, people just don't want to listen. They, they, they've got it stuck in their head. Oh, I, I'm, I'm drained. I'm, I'm just drained. From uh, you, you did good, sir. I'll, I'll add a couple of points to this. Why don't you do that? I still, I said this. Uh, I think I said this last week, and I stick by it. Had Donald Trump spent nearly as much energy in telling people to go out, get the vaccination. We wouldn't be having this conversation here. 80% of the population, 85% of the population would have been vaccinated by now. But he says, you know, yeah, getting vaccinated is a good idea, but you know what? It's your own personal choice. It's your own. It's it, it, Look, don't... The, there's a time and a place for everything, and that that playing the playing that game, it, it it's not it's not the time. This is a very, I, I when I say it's a very serious situation, I, I I'm understating it tenfold here. I I it is literally a letter, you know. Sorry, this is kind of. The way, sorry for the way this may sound, but it is indeed a life and death situation right now. And you've got people have to get out and get vaccinated. It's it's it is just that important. You need to be able to protect the children right now that can't get vaccinated. And there are people, yes, there are people out there who have medical conditions that would prohibit them from getting a vaccination, but they still need to be protected. Right, but they're also not refusing it. They're not no. out there making a making a big to-do of it. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've, got a, I've got one more thing I want to read here based on, on all this from Allison, Allison Carter at Allison L. Carter. I trust my immune system is such a weird reason not to get the vaccine. 
Yeah, I trust mine to protect me too, which is why I gave it a detailed dossier on what the virus looks like so it can handle it. And that's what the vaccine is. It's all it is. It, it literally tells your body what to look for. Here, this is going to be coming through the door. When you see it, have at it. Exactly. And uh, and we haven't even touched on this Delta variant yet, which is just rampaging through the country. Rampaging. And you got well, people... We saw what it did in India. Did you right. see the... Did you... Uh, did you see any of that video and hear follow along with any of that? I thought, you know, when it was going on, I thought, well, it's, it's in, you know, it's in India. No, there's there's no chance, no chance in hell it can spread oh, out here. Oh, John, what? We uh, look. Nobody wants to go back to a lockdown. Nobody wants to wear a mask. Nobody wants to go through. Why is it that we can't look at recent history? Okay, yes, I know. A lot of people were affected financially. But then again, the federal government stepped in, not the Republicans, who everyone, every, by the way, if you're receiving help from the government right now in the form of PPE or PPE, whatever it was you were getting, remember, not one Republican voted for it. Not one. Whether in the House or in the Senate. They all said no. They're taking full credit for it. But they all said, no, we're not going to give you. They'll spend a trillion dollars somewhere else, but they won't give you an extra couple of hundred bucks a week to help you pay the rent and buy some groceries. Uh, And do we all want to go through this again? No, we do not. And uh, again, it's simple, folks. Get a vaccine. Uh, We're fighting amongst ourselves. And meanwhile, COVID sits by and goes, yeah. Yeah, have at it, kids and kittens. Beat each other up. You know, you just make it easier for me. Uh, when when I you know when I when I decide to step in and say, you know what, Rolando's next. <laughs> Good morning, Rolando. <laughs> oh man, and, so, and we're lucky. We're if had we not had the. Uh, the uh, vaccination, the number of vaccinations that we've had, we'd be going, we'd be turning right around with all those lockdowns and whatnot. We all that's know right. just how we felt about that the last time. Well, that's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to do that. But if this Delta fire, Delta variant, well, now, and I'm presuming it's going to hold true. Those of us that are vaccinated, even if we get this this Delta variant, it shouldn't be too severe. It'll be uncomfortable, but not. We should yeah, that's, not. That's the, that's the science I'm going by. Right. Uh, at I this mean, point. The, there will be a small percentage of people, a very small percentage, that the vaccine will completely fall apart on. But it's minimal. It is. It is microscopic. Yeah, it sucks if you're one of those people. Excuse me, but uh, it's the other number they've been throwing out. 99 point something percent of all the folks in the hospital right now with this Delta variant are unvaccinated. Where's, is that not a number that convinces you? Oh, it's all fake. Fake me, fake news. All right. Well, take your fake news and go to a fake hospital then. Yeah. Okay. I I, I still can't get past the guy. And they, 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 there was a little bit of him 
in that piece that we just played, who CNN interviewed a couple of weeks ago. He's in the hospital. He's got the COVID, refuses to get vaccinated. And when asked by the reporter, would you do anything different? Would you get the vaccine? Oh, no. So you'd go through this again. Oh, absolutely. No government. There's always one in a crowded. But that's the thing, John. There's too much of a crowd to, you know, this isn't one or two random people. I know, you know, I understand that by the attention they get, it seems like there's more. There's not as many as we might believe, but there's still plenty. Well, there's can, still too many right we should i mean we're at 70 percent vaccinated now in this country but we should be way past that you know look it, it at the very beginning of this these were the same folks screaming oh you got to have a cure you got to have they want a cure they don't want preventive and why don't they want preventive preventive because because colonel orange balls Made a whole big thing out of it. Who, by the way, remember, he got vaccinated. By the way, every one of your Republican pals, vaccinated. They're all, all your people at Fox. You can't get, like like the piece said, you can't get into the Fox News building here in New York without being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, and they're peddling. People should be going to jail over there for peddling this nonsense. People are dying because of this. Because they buy into this. And and uh, I wish we uh, we I was reading a court document the other day, which I normally don't do. Uh, and and I got really involved. In it. it was like a couple of hundred pages about oh. about the Rudy Giuliani lawsuit, the the Dominion lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani. All, all the things that Giuliani lied about and Fox has been lying about. Just the whole idea that Fox was lying about the about the election thing. I mean, you just bring this right over to uh, and OAN and, and, and all of them. All of them. Uh, and, and it lays out with proof and evidence. Oh my God. When are we going to shut down Fox? By the way, keep in mind, and I'm Fox could lose all their sponsors today and it wouldn't mean a thing. Because they live off the what's called carriage fees, subscription fees, from cable companies. When you pay your cable bill every month, you're paying for Fox whether you like it or not. What everybody needs to do is call their cable provider and say, I don't want Fox in my package anymore. Eventually, I, look, I'd be fine if it went a la carte. If you went a la carte, Fox could not su- survive on the, uh, on the numbers they would have. Not even close. Well- well, Fox is between is uh, between a rock and a hard place, quite frankly, because there are a couple of people in that organization who actually do play it down the middle. They're hard to find sometimes because you've got Buckethead and you've got. Uh, you're talking about Laura the news side, Wait, John. You're talking about the news the, side. The news, right. uh, the news side is fine. By the way, get ready. We're uh, we're going to be rock and rolling out of here in just a couple of seconds. Uh, join us on the other side. We're going to have uh, John's interview with Shaletta Brundage uh, right here on Radio TFI on the Taxi Stand Hour. I'm 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 rushing John aside here because I don't want to miss my mark because it's that time. See you on the other side. Say goodbye, John. Goodbye, John.
KFI. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. We're back to seeing people again in the, oh my God, Chris over, um, Chris, Chris just tweeted a picture of the inside of the Viking stadium and they're getting ready for fans. Oh, oh, this life, life is coming back. I'm so excited about it. And one of the things that I get excited about on Sunday mornings is that I can listen to one of my favorite podcasts is called the taxi stand hour and john shannon is the co-host he has been there with taxi stand hour co-hosting that show for about four years and you know he likes to say oh we're just two guys drive cab and you know we're just hanging out and talking about stuff but i my grandfather drove cab all his life until he retired and so I remember those guys I remember listening to those stories I remember how they used to make me laugh and you know getting on that CB radio and and it was a brotherhood and and so I have an affection for taxi cab drivers And, and so John and I struck up a friendship and John I'm so glad you're here I can't even remember how we became friends how did we become friends Oh, I think it was just uh, just talking you. Yeah, I think that might have been just uh, just listening to your show. I was listening when you were still uh, uh, doing more um, production work mm-hmm. and what have you. And you come on and you talk with Chad, and I, I love the way I, I love the way you kept it real with with them. You weren't you weren't sugarcoating anything. You you if something was on your mind, you said it and. And kind of said to myself, "Well, dang, I, I like I like her style here, so I'm going to get to know her a little bit better." And you know what? I appreciate it more than anything is that after the murder of George Floyd, um, you and Ed, your co-host over at the Texas Stand Hour podcast, invited me on the show to um, talk about what was going on in Minneapolis and how people in communities of color, especially black people were feeling black mothers of black sons, um, how we were having difficult conversations with our boys about police interactions. And, and, and you all just really gave me the floor and, and allowed me to talk and, and tell my truth. And I so appreciated sharing that with your audience. Well, we appreciated you have it appreciated having you on you see the thing is is you know ed and i are you know both a couple of old white guys both uh, i'm 58 he's 61 you know and we 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 wanted to we wanted to make we wanted to be able to 
put out a message and to be able to listen to voice, listen to other people talk and listen to perspectives and what have you, because um, I got to tell you something. I, you know, I've been in, I've been in the taxi industry for 38 years and I got to tell you, I have never, I don't shock you, but when, when George Floyd was murdered and I saw the, saw the video for that and it just, I, 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 there was just something went off inside of me and I just, and I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn why, why is this happening? And you weren't afraid to uh, find out, you know, because so many times what happens is is an incident like a George Floyd or Dante Wright or any uh, number of, you know, uh, atrocious things that happen to people of color, especially black men in this country. And we say, oh, that's so sad. And um, then we walk away. But you pause. You stopped. You wanted to learn and do more. What was the difference with, with, with George Floyd's murder for you? I'd never seen anything like that. I mean, you hear, you hear about shooting. You, you hear about black people being shot by police. You, you hear about all these other things. But this wasn't. This wasn't. This wasn't a uh, a situation where a cop pulled a gun and shot George Floyd. This was a situation where this cop had his knee on his neck for nine minutes. And at any given time, could have gotten up, could have, okay, if you're going to arrest the guy, arrest the guy. For what God knows, I don't know why, but still, you know, but we watched, America watched, I watched as this cop literally snuffed out a life. No different than if I were to put down a cigarette and snuff it off on, snuff it up on the sidewalk, you know, put it out on the sidewalk. It was despicable. It was disgusting. And I knew that something like that couldn't stand. And when you invited me on the show and we chatted and we got each other's perspective. And when you invited me on the show and we chatted and we got each other's perspectives about this, um, you know, for me, I I was just um, so grateful that you all invited me on and, and you asked questions and, and it was just a place where there was a no judgment zone because a lot of times black people were saying, well, how did you not know this? How, how did you not know that this has been going on? We we knew that something like this would so- happen sooner or later. And eventually we've been looking at this for years and, and nobody said anything. And Donella Frazier was just brave enough to take the video. And I think I shared with you on that show how so many other people had cell phone video, but they were afraid to turn it in because they didn't want the repercussions of what happens if uh, Derek Chauvin is found not guilty and he comes back and he works in that community um, um, they they were afraid that they were going to put their family's life and, and their lives on the line. And, and so they didn't share it until they had to turn it over for evidence. And, and so we saw it later in the trial. So for a long time, I, I was beating my head against the wall, telling people there's other video out there. I've seen it. And they were like, no, no, no. The only video out there is Donella Frazier's video. And I was like, no, she was the only one just young enough and foolish enough to believe that if she posted it, it would make a difference, and we all know that it did. Absolutely, I, uh, it's amazing. She she, uh, she deserves all the accolades that she gets for that, and I, I just 
I just hope that it becomes, I, I just hope that we can all as a society learn from this. Yeah. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't, my, my goodness, you, you don't, I, I, for one thing with, with what happened to George Floyd, I, I just, I, I think about them as many times as I, in my, in, in my years of take, of driving a cab, how many times I've, I've been handed a fake $20 bill. I sure as heck ain't going to go out and bring the police into this. And, and God forbid, if I also understand that if I'd have passed on a fake $20 bill, nobody would have thought anything about it. Mm-hmm. And George Floyd, it just, and, and his life, it, it didn't seem to matter at the time. And it, it's saddening. You know, and, and, uh, it's, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting kind of emotional. But <laughs> but you know what? What his life did was it created a movement. There was a murder and then there was a movement. And we're going to talk in just a moment about how that movement impacted John Shannon and how it sparked up this incredible friendship between an uh, old white taxi driver and a crazy old black radio host. <laughs> that story when we come back. I've been talking to one of my new friends. I, I, I just I love making new friends and, me, and meeting new people um, who don't look like me, who are diverse, who are outside of my friend group. And we talk about how important it is to end racism on this show each and every week. Um, and, and the only way to do that is one friend at a time. And so I'm just honored that that John Shannon and I, after the murder of George Floyd, through question and answer and, and, you know, trying to understand the perspectives of one another, just became friends uh, um, and and genuinely care uh, about one another. And, And, John, you know, we are just absolutely the most unlikely friends. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you you hit it right on the head. I I am an old curmudgeon white guy. I I led, I make no bones about it. Ask my wife. I'm probably the crabbiest SOB you ever want to meet. I don't you know. In all these years of me doing what I do, I, I tell you, I I've seen stuff that'll make your skin crawl. And it, after a while, you just kind of uh, just get so dead. can't wait to get home to get away from this stuff. Uh huh. But you know, but yeah, that's just me. That's just kind of the way I am. You know, I, I fit that. My my wife calls me. You know, I'm her crabby cab driver. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, here I am, a loudmouth radio host. A flamboyant loudmouth radio host. It just doesn't make any sense. But here we are together. And I wouldn't have you be any other way but your authentic, crabby self. And and so when um, I decided to get vaccinated, you were like, wherever it is, I don't care. I'm going to change up my schedule. I'm going to be there for you Um, because we are friends. And that's what friends do. They support one another. Why was it so important for you to be at the High V in Maplewood, standing right behind me with your hand on my shoulder, uh, making sure that I was okay? Well, listen, I, again, being an old white guy, it wasn't a problem for me when they when my number was up to say come get your shot. I got your shot. Didn't think twice about it, and I didn't understand, did not realize what it, what it was for the situation was for black people 
who were hesitant to get these vaccinations and didn't realize why it didn't seem I, so i wanted to know why why is the why is the hesitance what's with the hesitancy this is this can do nothing but help you and but i needed to know why you, you couldn't why you didn't want to do it and yeah i was maybe a little rude and a little, per, a little bit persistent but doggone it you got the shot and that's all that matters right and you know i you know, this is the thing. When when we say Black Lives Matter, we're not talking about um, all the time police violence and in, in, against African Americans. And you know, we're not all the time talking about uh, you know a, a bad situation. You know, if if you have a black friend, their life matters. Their children's lives matter. So when we talk Black Lives Matter, we're talking about your neighbor's life mattering. And, and you know, I I looked at you and Christy yesterday. You know, making the commitment to be there, driving across town, spending the time, rearranging your schedule, paying the gas money, uh, because at that moment, my black life mattered to you. Absolutely. And if you, if, if by you getting that shot and get more African American people out there and doing the same, you know, putting a little bit, taking that little bit of a leap of faith or a big leap, leap of faith, that we can get more people vaccinated, then well, doggone it, you've done, you've done wonders. And I think the governor told you that as well. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you realize this, but you know, you and Chad and everybody, you know, trying to get me to get the shot. I was like, whatever, I ain't getting this shot. Um, and, and my son gave up his birthday gift so that, um, he, he all he wanted was for me to get the vaccine right and, and so um i went ahead and got it and you know I, that was great and noble but he still wasn't getting his birthday gift you know people were like well just give him his gift you know i was like no mm-mm, i'm keeping that 200 dollars. if he's if i gotta get the shot he ain't getting no gift i was <laughs> i was not budging on that one i was like he gave it up he gave it up i'm buying me some shoes with this and so the people at hy-vee um after i got the shot they pulled me to the side um, you know, the corporate folks were there and they were like, Shaletta, before we did this, we just wanted to get your permission because we know what a mama bear you are. Um, but, you know, Andrew, uh, you know, you, you were going to spend $200 on him for his birthday. And uh, he, he's not getting that. He, he asked for you to get the vaccine for his birthday instead. Would it be OK if we gave him a $200 gift card? I thought that was wonderful on their part. I just and- about cried. I tell you, Andrew's an amazing young man. I, I, I got to tell you, that's it, you know, it was one of those things. I don't know if you realize it because you you were kind of in the moment getting the shot, but you know, I wanted to hold your hand too. Well, you know, Andrew already had your hand, so I couldn't hold your other hand because that's the one you're getting, arm you're getting the shot in. So I did the next best thing. I held Andrew's hand. Oh, I, I was like, who's holding my baby's hand? We were all connected. We were all yeah, connected. That, that is exactly, that is absolutely correct. And I thought it was just one most wonderful thing in the world. And, you know, when we started looking at those pictures from yesterday, um, you know, we talked a lot about um, race and we talked about disparities and, and we talked about how people of color are treated. Um, but when we chatted and when we held hands and in that moment, there was no, this guy's a white guy and this chick is a black chick and her son is a black boy. Um, we were all family. We were family in that moment. And, 
um, and there was nothing but but love and concern, and and I felt um, I felt so supported, and I just can't thank you enough for that. You are absolutely welcome, and if you need me for you need me for round two, I'll be there. Okay, okay, because after round two, there's going to be some kind of drinks or something involved. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to read up on that little manual they gave me. But, uh, yeah, because I wanted to take a shot right after last night. But uh, I'll wait. I'll wait till after round two. John Shannon, you guys be sure to check him out. Uh, his podcast uh, is, is amazing. It's on Sunday mornings. Sometimes I cheat and I don't listen to church. Sometimes I cheat and I, I watch his uh, show on Facebook Live. Taxi Stand Hour podcast. You and Ed are my faves. And, and I appreciate you being there yesterday. And I appreciate you being on the show today. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Well, welcome back, folks. That was John's uh, John's time spent with Shaletta Brundage on air yesterday on WCCO eight thirty in the in the Twin Cities. You found the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. John, John is still muted. We're going to let's. Well, see. you can. All right, try it again now, John. Yeah, I was going to say, you control that, so I, yeah. I had it unmuted on my end. But details, details. Oh, yeah, just uh, damn the details. Damn the details. Tell the people who we are and why we're here. I, I'm, trying to t- I'm trying to tell you, for the, after four years, <laughs> you haven't. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing here. Yeah, I know. But anyways, thanks for thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. I I gotta I gotta tell you that uh, it's like I said in hour one when when I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting Shaletta to send me a text. Uh, she was texting to me in my sleep. Uh, at seven o'clock in the morning, and I, I'm, I'm passed out from the from the bus trip, uh, and I wake up at nine thirty. Think, oh, sh- oh, damn, Shaletta wants to, uh, uh, you know. And I just, I didn't realize that this was going to be a segment. I thought, okay, I'll call in. Congratulations, have fun, whatever. And my goodness, that was that wound up being damn uh, damn near a twenty minute segment. And um, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm very proud of her for what she has done, and, and not only getting the vaccination herself. Because I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and my concern was her getting the right. vaccination. Right. This had didn't have a lot to do with with anything other than I consider Shaletta a friend. Um, she had gotten, you know, her husband had gotten the vaccination. Andrew had gotten his, uh, his, I believe he got his first, uh, shot. I think he's still going to be awaiting the second shot. Oh, I didn't realize. Um, and, uh, and, and the son yeah. had, had it. Okay. Good yes. for him. And he, he's a hell of a, he's a hell of a young man. Whenever you hear people talk about the demise of, uh, of our youth, um, well, all you got to do is just look at uh, look at Andrew and look at how he is um, um, he handles himself and with people. 
and look at the parents who have raised them. Yeah, you are just, that was the next thing that was going to come out of my mouth. Um, and, and good for him. It's, it was funny. Like I said, like, like I said in the interview, you know, uh, Shaletta wanted, you know, wanted everybody to come, you know, come over and hold her hand. Well, you know, she only had two hands available. Andrew had one hand. Uh, they were going to use the, uh, they're using the other arm. I couldn't grab that one. I think I'd have probably gotten kicked out of there if I had to try to grab her other hand. So I did the next best thing. I, I grabbed uh, Andrew's hand and, you know, he, he could have, he, that could have went either way. You get a, who's this creepy old guy. <laughs> and, but that was, um, that, that was, that was a lot. It really was. And, uh, anyways, um, I, I'm very, I'm very proud of Shaletta for, uh, at the risk of sounding condescending, I'm very proud of her for getting this. So what the hell is Rolando babbling about now about technical difficulties? Uh, I don't know. He wants us to play polka or something. Well, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put up some weird Alan just a bit for you there, Rolando. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was a great little interview. We're, we're going to put that up on SoundCloud on, on the show site. Uh, so if anybody wants to revisit it or John in his, in his old age can see, I was on the real radio, not that light bulb station that I've been yakking on for years. See? You want to know, uh, you want to know something funny? I can't right now as it's, as it stands, they have a, they have a text line Yes. Uh, at WCCO, kind of like we do, but they have the technology to be able to block uh, texts so not very many, and I've kind of, you know, I've kind of gotten acquainted a little bit with, besides Shaletta, you know, I, uh, through social media, I talked to Chad some, and I talked to uh, Adam Carter and a couple of the other uh, folks there, but I can't, if I wanted to send them a text to respond to something, I couldn't do it because I think I'm still blocked because <laughs> I kind of, I kind of went off the deep end on a, on a topic about three years ago or so well, well maybe maybe not now that you know one of the wardens you can uh get I, 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 I've, I've been thinking about getting a hold of one of the producers and and, and seeing what's up with that but uh, at, the, at this point in time you know I can respond to if I want to call in or if I want to send them a tweet it's same effect no 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 big shakes uh, that's fine that's uh okie dokie fine ten four. uh all right. I mean, it, it was a great little piece. I got my name got mentioned, not my full name, but hey, you know what? Well, I'll take what I can get. I'll take what I can get. Well, I, I can only. She was the host of the show. She controlled the direction. Well, I heard, so, I heard the name Ed come out of your mouth once or twice. Not my full name, but hey, I'm just happy to be part a, a tiny part of the conversation. And uh, unlike this guy. Simon Bar Sinister. <laughs> and now I lost our, our graphics. There we go. Uh, moving on. Moving on. You know what happened yesterday? Do you know what happened oh. yesterday? Other other than my elongated bus trip and, and yeah. an interview with and an interview with Shaletta and Here's what happened. What, what, 
Miami's got the Dolphins. The greatest football team. They take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air. We're on the ground. We're always in control. Because when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. They played in Chicago yesterday against the Bears. And I got to tell you, look, I put very little stock in preseason games. And this year there are only three preseason games because of the added game. But I'll tell you what, I saw something beautiful. I saw Tua to Mike Gazeki, and it was a beautiful thing, 50 yards. <sighs> it was a beautiful thing. They fell apart when the, when the third stringers came in, but... Uh, but the score meanwhile, matter. the Vikings decided they 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 didn't play any of their uh, first stringers at all. In their no, nah, not at all. Okay. During the, they didn't get they needed the rest. Yeah, because it's only been like seven months. They didn't make the postseason, did they? No, they weren't in the Super Bowl, were they? Uh no. So they had a longer rest than say the Tampa Bay Bucks, who won it all, correct? Or even the Kansas City Chiefs. Or even the Kansas City Chiefs. So so they should have been plenty well-rested, don't you think? Well, you'd think. Anyway, they're your Vikings. Uh, <laughs> but you know what this started, means. Don't get me started there. But you know what this means. What's coming up in just, just a few scant weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, it will soon be time for John and Ed versus the spread. We're still working out the kinks on the rules for this year, but by gum, we will be here. Our first picks will be September September 12th. September 12th, just a few short weeks from now. And uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're reworking the rules so that everybody has a chance to be cheated by me. I mean to have a chance to win. If you'd like to participate, we'll have something worked out for you, too, Orlando. Uh, we're, we're desperately want to try and get, uh, what are we calling it? John and Ed versus the Rubes. Yeah, exactly. John, John and Ed versus the Rubes, Rolando. We'll, uh, we'll have all the details for you just before we get started for this year. But football, football's back. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I, uh... I watched a little bit last night of the L.A. Chargers and the L.A. Rams and realized just how much I don't care about L.A., period. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, my, my Dolphins look good in the first half, and uh, I, I was very pleased with that. New, new preseason announcing team, uh, Jason Taylor, former Dolphin great defensive end, Number 99, who spent one year with the hated Jets. Ugh, that was hard to watch. And uh, we used to have some top-notch. Top, top we had Bob Greasy did preseason football for the Dolphins for, like, forever. Nat Moore. Uh, well, that's right, Rolando. You're, uh, you, you, you are the charter member of the Team Rubes. You, uh, you, you inspired the name. John and Ed versus the Rubes. So, we'll get you and Bill and whoever else wants to participate. We'll, we'll, we'll have it all set up, I hope. Uh, but anyway, 
Yes, and I got Jason Taylor doing the games and uh, Steve Goldstein, who's been an annoying presence in South Florida for many, many years, and he's a halfway decent announcer. But I got to watch the... uh, While the game was on NFL Network, they would have had the Chicago Bears feed, the feed out of Chicago, but I did my little trick, and I was able to watch the South Florida version of it, which is how I will watch most Dolphin games this year. There's a little app, a little website. It costs me five bucks a month, and I can watch local TV from almost anywhere. And you'll have to tell me. You'll have to turn me on to that. So I will. I'm... I will. But there's a trick to it. There's you, you oh. gotta. Oh, there's a little. There's a little cheat you got to do. Now, if you're in your own city, it, it just lets you watch over the air. It's all just over the air TV. Um, mm-hmm. And it's based on where you are at the time. But there's a little trick to make it think you're somewhere else. What, entering entering in a zip code for that town that you're in? Uh... No, you got to go into the browser. I mean, into the browser. Okay. You got to go into the developmental tool, tools. Yeah, I just lost you right there. I just lost you. Well, well, no, I'm waiting for you to finish the explanation. You have to go in and put in, all right, you need to know the longitude and the latitude. Okay. Of where you are. And then every time. And before you use it. Somewhere somewhere in the URL bar, I'm assuming. No. 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 You got to go into the guts of the browser. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is not for the faint of heart, my friend. Yeah, well. Not for the faint of heart. I mean, I'll... I'll, As long as I know, it's like you leave your your breadcrumbs behind you just so you know to go back. Well, it's it's taken me a couple of years to finally nail it. But what I can do now, and uh, I do it on my laptop, and then I can cast the laptop to my big screen sure and it's a it's a beautiful thing and i get to see all the dolphin games you know when they're on national tv it doesn't matter you know i can just uh or uh like this year we have well we have both games against the jets and Mm -hmm. uh, we've also got the giants this year we got actually we have the jets and the giants back to back our bye week is in between uh, but when they're playing them, I'll just be able to watch it on on the on the local stations here. They've sure. they've got one or two primetime games this year, which which makes it easier. Uh, you know, I figured out how to watch my team without spending a gazillion dollars. That's that's essentially it. That's a, that's essentially it. It costs me five bucks a month. See now, it's it's funny because I I'm more I would be more inclined. I've always been fascinated by local news from other from other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me you too. Know, just, I love local commercials. Uh, I mean, really local, local. commercials. Yeah, I are, love are really local fun. commercials. Oh, I want I want to see spots done on really bad video on places I have never heard of. <laughs> Come down to Big Girls. It's right. It's right next to the Shining Factory. You know, it's something everybody locally would know, but. We've been selling you cars since uh, since your grandpappy was knee high to a grasshopper. And, well, uh, and even like with me now, I've lived in a couple different 
right um, states. So it would be cool to be able to tune into uh, into a, you know Kansas Kansas City newscast or even a Las Vegas newscast. I can teach you how so, to do that, but it's going to take a while, and you're going to be, huh? That's just not going to happen today. I've already, I already oh, it's told not. you. Oh, it's not. No, no, you're sleeping. Come, come eleven oh five Central Time. Uh, I plan to to be uh, heading back towards the pillows. Let me let me see. What would be a phrase you could use? Uh, let me see. Not goodbye. Not so long. How about nothing comes to mind? I I, I totally understand. I'm trying to get you to. I'm trying to get you to say it. Why? That's your tagline. Yeah, but it's nice to hear. Uh, I bitch else. slap you right now if you turn around and say I got the money. Well, I do got the money. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. If I had your money, I'd burn mine. <laughs> That's right. As, as it should be. As uh, as God below, as Gilchrist <laughs> deemed it. Speaking of money and burning it, uh, you, you put something up here for the Mike Lindell uh, uh, Christian Sideshow, the uh, Cyber Symposium. Oh, what a what a joke! Now, for the forty seventh time, Mike Lindell has sworn he was going to show us the proof of the bears. I know, I know, he's not from Chicago, but he's just got that. Sounds like he's always gasping me for air. I'm Mike Lindell, and try my pillow if you like sleeping on rocks. I do a very poor Mike Lindell. So Actually, now he's not all that bad, really. Don't encourage me. I'll keep doing it. So he's had this, I guess it's over now, this cyber symposium. He was going to have all sorts of quote-unquote experts up there. And it's been widely renounced for being just a bunch of malarkey. All of this proof and evidence he has is nothing. And when he got caught with that, he said, oh, well, we uh, we uh, we didn't show you the real proof. We didn't put that up on the, uh, on, on, on the screen. Oh, and of course, Antifa, Antifa hacked into this. Yeah. And he got, he got attacked by Antifa in the hotel. Apparently what happened was a couple of guys uh, ran into him in the hotel. They wanted a selfie. The guy must have put his arm around his waist and maybe held him a little too tight. Oh, they tried to kill me. They did. Uh, now, See, now I'm trying too hard. And it's just not. Yeah, yes, yes, I'm you are. way too hard. When I wasn't. See, you should not have told me I did a good job with it. Because now, now, now. And I, I could just as easily tell you that one sucked. And what did. <laughs> oh, it did. Even I knew as it was coming out. I knew it's like. But anyway, let let's see. We we got a couple of couple of. Uh, if you need to clean out your system, keep a bucket nearby because you'll be puking after this one, or possibly during it. Mike, come on up. We're gonna do an election room. We're, we're gonna show you if, uh, if Pat here is running the election room. Is over there. Where is it? Over there. Right over there. Okay, you guys. You're gonna. What we're gonna do? You can take your time. Anytime you just go in there and vote. And we're going to vote. Who do you prefer? The worst? Who's more to blame for our country right now? CNN yep. or Fox? That's the first vote. This is the, so you're going to go in there and you're going to vote. You're going you're gonna to vote CNN or Fox. You're going to vote. What did you need? Dave, okay. you're gonna, but you're going to vote CNN or Fox. And 
We're all going to go in there vote. And I'm going to tell you, there's five minutes left for the election. But then we're going to go in there, everybody. And we're going to have a hacker hack it. And we're going to flip the vote, whatever it ends up being. So let's say CNN was the worst. And Fox was over here. Whatever it was, we're going to ask, how many would you like flip? We're going to hack it and flip it in real time. Hey, Mike. On live TV. We're going to go over. I'm going to give an overview of everything that's out there. And you can do that in a second. But I'm going to tell you this. But one of the things I wanted to do is their routers. We're going to bring a cyber guy. We're going to go pick one of them back there. We're going to bring a cyber guy in, and he's going to capture One of them in the other room doesn't know anything about it. We're going to capture the packet that's in the router. All right. I, I, I hadn't seen that clip, and I didn't see it before we played it. So I, I got a couple of things here. First off, uh, we have much better production values than Mike Lindell has. I feel much better about how we present things. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rolando, it is entertainment. We will talk about that. Uh, second of all, he's a nitwit. Third off, C number two. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's been out there. It's widely been debunked. You don't get anything out of a router. There's nothing that stays in a router. There's no packets. There's none of that. This this idea that you can flip, change votes, on in the lawsuit that Dominion has against them, it's been, and it's been proven, uh, demonstrated otherwise, other places. First off, Dominion wasn't involved in most of the places he claims that they flip votes. Second of all, if an ele- if the voting machines or or the counters are if they're nothing is connected to the internet. How are you, quote-unquote, flipping votes? Not to mention the fact everything's been audited, backed up by paper ballots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So getting back to the theme of burning money and pissing it away, uh, he'd be better off smoking crack. And, uh, and Rolando, you're right. When it comes to Fox News, their primetime host, their opinion host, as they like to be referred, they have uh, they admitted in court when Tucker Carlson was being sued by somebody for something. Well, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, you'd have to be a knucklehead to believe anything Tucker Carlson says. This was the Fox attorneys. This is entertainment. Him, Laura Ingram, and John's favorite, Sean Buckethead Hannity. It's entertainment. There, there's you know they don't they say they're not really news. Now John mentioned earlier. You've got some solid people on the Fox News staff. These are the news people. You're Chris Wallace. Why Chris Wallace stays there is beyond me. Uh, you had uh, Shepard Smith, who is now with CNBC. Uh, uh, I, I can't, there's another fellow there. I can't think of his name right now. But they're all all very good, decent journalists who don't put the spin, the Republican spin on things. It's just those three knuckleheads at night that get all the attention. You know, look, Chris Wallace is, uh, has taken them all to task and, and called them all out on the carpet. You know, he's interviewed Trump and the, the whole uh, cognitive test and all that, which Trump still believes he he won something. <laughs> so, but yeah, but getting back to Lindell, 
why is he's burning through all this money and I I just well he's an addict and right now this is what he's addicted to is the big lie well but you see that that's one thing with addicts they, they go through and you have weird behavior the type of behavior that quite frankly other people just you can't you, you think to yourself why would he do that? well he's an, he's an addict you know, and I'm not trying to because addiction's a very serious situation. Yes, sir. I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to make light of it, but oh, these sir. are signs of an addict. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted they, to producing bad radio, and uh, yeah, but you're not spending you're not spending a, a a ton of money doing so. No, no, that's true. So that's true. By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you'd like to get involved here in the last 20 minutes or so of our little uh, production here, you can also, uh, if you're listening to us on Memorex, you can call and leave a message uh, uh, on there. No, don't do that. uh, Don't do that. Why? Because we don't check those. I check the messages. You do not. I do too. You do not. Yeah, well. Do you? Do how, you, do you ha- how, how how would you come to that conclusion? Because I can see what's there. I am all powerful, all knowing, oh, Lord okay, and overseer. No, don't look. Gil's <laughs> sleeping. He's not even snoring. He's just purring right now. Okay, and you know it, it, the 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 stench of old cigarette smoke isn't even that bad today. So let's not let's not get Gil all worked up at the moment, okay? He's still getting over Easter. It's never good for him. It's you know those uh, Easter and Christmas really bad for him because you know his brother gets all the attention. He just uh, the, the old boy just can't deal with it. So let's speaking of addiction, there's there, there's your there's your uh, there's your addiction savior. There there's the deity you. <laughs> uh speaking of which real american uh who i miss their videos i miss what's his name doing those uh uh what's his name chip chip franklin yep. i miss the chip franklin videos but he put this out the other day uh a list of democrats and republicans who have done bad things bad things cuomo resigned al franken resigned Bill Clinton impeached. On the Republican side, Matt Gates, MAGA hero, Jim Jordan, in which he spelled G Y M. I love that. Mm-hmm. MAGA hero. Brent Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice. And Trump, MAGA deity. Anyone still believe both parties are the same? They're not. We still and we right. have we have to start fighting fire with fire. You mentioned Cuomo. I did. My governor for uh, another week and a half. Yeah, for another yeah week week, week and, and a half. half. He still got left. Does yeah, he, what was the when was the announcement? Wednesday, Thursday. It was two weeks from whenever he announced it. So week and a half to go. Now, when we first when this all first started breaking, we had talked about this for all of about thirty seconds. Uh huh. Excuse me. You you just wanted it to just kind of let things play out and see what happens and right. what have you. Well, things have played out. Things, uh, 
Things have played out. Absolutely. I think what he said was uh, ridiculous. They've moved the lines. Well, the lines have changed. Said, well, I didn't think, in my mind, I wasn't crossing a line, but apparently the lines are, are changed. Baloney. You, you, you've lived through the Me Too movement. A lot of this stuff happened after uh, Weinstein, Weinstein and all that, all that silliness. Look, I get the, uh, during his announcement, he was showing pictures of him hugging and kissing people, but you know, like all older people and, excuse me, uh, not one of them showing attractive 20 something year old females. I work around a lot of young ladies, a lot of young, uh, attractive young ladies and they're all very friendly and not a moment goes by that I don't have to remind myself be careful what you say I'm a funny guy I'm a funny guy and a lot of stuff pops into my head but I have to realize these young ladies have been brought up with I don't want to say a different set of values but a different interpretation of the rules I don't want to I don't want to and that's not bad that's not bad at all. But I don't want to say something that inadvertently, you know, makes them. I did something on another job a couple of months ago. We were in the back of the truck there, me and, and, and three of the young ladies from the costume department. And uh, so I'm getting the clothes and the racks of clothes and doing everything. And I had this itch square in the middle of my back, square in the middle. And I'm squirming on them squirming i'm squirming on one of them and what's the matter I, I got an itch would you mind and she gave me a quick you know a little scratch that you know she got the itch and i realized a little later and the next time i saw them i apologized profusely i said look that's i feel like i crossed the line there by you know asking what was her response what was the response when you she, said that she said oh no 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 that, that was fine she said that's not you know she was okay with it she said, no, I saw you stand there. You were, you know, you were going nutty. And it's not like I asked her to scratch my butt or something. That's what she said. A couple of days later, we were talking about it again. She says, look, there's there's a lot of places you could have asked me to scratch. <laughs> it was the middle of your back. But just the same, I felt like I crossed the line. Just simply because in the environment we live in today, and through no fault of their own, that's not their fault. That's That's, you know... We just have, we can't be as loosey goosey with it, you know, as much as I, I promise you 20, 30 years ago, a lot of these girls, I'd be standing there. I, you know, put, I would put my arm around them or whatnot. And, but that's just not how we, how we operate these days. That's just, and you, oh, just, exactly. and you just have to be aware of that. I chit chat with all the young ladies on, on this job. And I, 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 I love every one of them to pieces. They're, uh, uh, matter of fact, one of them was online getting dinner the other night, and uh, one of the we the PAs, production assistants, uh, who was in charge of health and safety, making sure we're all wearing our masks and keeping social distance. Uh, she came and she was, and she introduced herself to me. She says, "Oh, hi, I'm so and so." I said, "Oh, hi, I'm Ed." She says, "Oh, so you're Ed." So, oh, oh, oh. Your, the guys uh, your reputation is preceding you here a little bit. One of the guys was standing with me. He says, "That's not good." I said, "No, that's not good." <laughs> and she was very sweet. She says, "Oh no, no, no!" It's a, you know, it's a, 
you know, it's kind of nice. It's and again, they're fun. They're all they're all young ladies. They're all you know, they work very hard. They're they're you know, they've got things in mind for their career, and you just try to keep it light with them. And and uh, and again, I'm trying not to cro- I'm trying not to cross any lines. But again, getting back to Cuomo, uh, you got to look into. Uh, and look, I've, I've listened to him speak and I've, I've heard that, you know, look, he, he definitely liked his power. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. And unfortunately, when you get into that position, sometimes the, the power just takes over. I, I'm not excusing, I'm not excusing anything. He said, look again, the story I just told, you know, me being friendly with all the young ladies on the job, but I have no power. I'm driving a van. I'm a van driver. You know, it's hi, how you doing? Hi, hi Ed. Boom, boom, boom. Can you do this for me? Sure. I keep it light, keep it, you know, and friendly and cordial and, you know, make them laugh a little bit. Nothing like making a young lady laugh. That's, that's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, but, you know, but you got to know where to tap the brakes too. And mm-hmm. that I don't think Cuomo, I think he did know where to tap the brakes. I don't think he cared. He just, he chose not to. He chose not to. And uh, he chose poorly as mm-hmm. the saying goes. So, uh, like, and you know, and it's a shame. It, it's really a shame because, because of guys like Cuomo and some of the other uh, uh, knuckleheads out there, even going deeper into things like Bill Cosby and some of those other perverts and some of the other perverts of the world. There are enough people. I love the idea of being flirtatious and being friendly and just, mm-hmm. you know, giggly type. I love that. But you can't, but because you have these individuals that have crossed that line and think nothing of crossing that is that is correct i I know where you're going for everybody else well also keep in mind with cosby he was actually drugging them well yeah that's a you've you've gone through a whole nother set of lines at that Mm -hmm. point that that's that's just a whole nother uh you know look you can't drug a woman to get your way you club her over the head and drag her out of the bar by the by the head of her hair oh Cards and letters. Cards and letters, please. It's uh, I haven't gotten any lately, so you know, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seriously, seriously, I mean, what he did was a whole nother. That's a whole nother realm of that's downright criminal. That really, truly is. is criminal. And uh, you know what? You know what happened? You know what was good for Bill Cosby and going to jail? Did you notice how his eyesight was miraculously cured when he got out? Mm, I wouldn't pay him that close. Yeah, well, it was. Suddenly he can see again. It's it, it's a Christmas miracle, I tell you. <laughs> I, I no, and I, it's it's unfortunate. I, I it it annoys me to this day that look, I always thought Bill Crosby was a little full of himself to begin with. But he was a talented entertainer. Made a lot of people smile and laugh and entertain and all that. This was, it just once again goes to show you, uh, just because they 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 gave you a, a good show 
on TV or on the stage. You don't know jack about these entertainers. Personal life, yeah, exactly. The behind the scenes. It, it, it just it, it, it irritates me is because it it does make it. I mean, the Me Too movement specifically is the uh, we wouldn't have a Me Too movement if guys and and women knew could could draw their own line could draw draw the line and say okay i don't i'm not going to go here i'm not going to do this i'm not right. going to right you know i i can chat i can flirt or whatnot but keep your freaking hands to yourself for one thing that is speaking of keep keep my hands to myself and slightly off topic here i just caught myself doing this again by the way pre-show john was going on to me about how I like to touch and move my my microphone, and I didn't even I realize a deeper I, issue there. But we're just we'll cover that. Yeah, we don't have really have time to get into that. But I mean, I knew I did it, but I never really paid attention to it until the past couple minutes. I realized I did it like four or five times, and and I obviously on the video you can see I just kind of move it one. It's I have deeper issues. Deep, deep I, it, issues. You, it takes a it takes a strong man to admit it. <laughs> man, I'm cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's uh, being me. Not so easy. You think it's easy? You think walking around with a uh, anyway? We're not gonna we're not gonna go there because we're uh, what what are we talking about? Man, we were I just talking flirt- about flirtation and talking about guys that quit. Were- Quit flirting with me, John. Stop. Yeah. No. no means no. Yeah, you, could, a, you, you could never get that lucky. Of course. And I could never get that bored. Of course, without trying to get controversial here, you do have the old, well, sure, no means no until she wants it to mean yes. Well, I, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, you can't even, you can't even take that chance. No. no it's not, it's, it's, it's just, and maybe that's just us old guys uh, knowing our maybe knowing knowing my limitations. Uh, look, I there was a time in my you know in my life when I was in my twenties and thirties. I thought, oh my god, you know, female talks to me. Oh my god, where's this gonna go? Hey, 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 wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, it's wink, wink, nudge, n- nudge. Yeah, that too. Uh, and fortunately, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten uglier, as I've—I can't say gotten fatter because I've actually lost weight. Mm-hmm. But uh, look behind you; you'll find it. Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, I should talk. Yeah, uh, but those those situations don't present themselves I, you don't have that dilemma anymore i don't have that dilemma anymore and sadly neither do i well it, it's uh it's it's something it, i just i think it's i think it's a shame that it had we have to get to the point where we have to be that careful anymore you have to be careful with what you say anymore because uh it it can be interpreted as an advancement. Yeah, and, well, I, I'll be quite honest with you. And, and while that is a very important part of this conversation, it's pretty much now you say anything. 
and you have to be careful. Now, as we all know, if you're uh, if you've listened to this show at all, even in the last five minutes, I'm want to say any number of things about any number of things. Uh, stuff comes spewing out of my mouth. Of course, I'm responsible for everything I say, unless I can somehow pawn it off on John. But sometimes you say things, and you think people will be will take it in the spirit intended, and it falls flat on the floor. So, uh, especially where I work now, I tend to, you know, put the brakes on. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, I do still make my little jokes. I am much more careful about what I say and how I say it and who I say it to. Because I, I wish not to offend anybody. Because I don't know what, where your lines are. If Well, getting back to this. I don't know where any individual person's line is. What will you find amusing? What will you find offensive? What will you uh, feel will need to be reported to somebody? And, and what or what will go, hey, hey, he's a funny guy, that one. I like him. Oh, that Ed. You know, oh, you're Ed. And that- I just I got to the point, I'm sorry. I just got to the point where I don't, it isn't worth it to me, uh, isn't worth it to take that chance anymore. Wow. It just, and... I just it's it's that maybe that could be one of the reasons why I have this quote unquote crabby cabby persona because oh no you're just miserable oh but you know the thing I haven't always been that way <laughs> I find that hard to believe no absolutely I have not been that I have I've I've been outgoing and you still have to have that to a degree even to do what we're doing yes. here now yes you have to have you look it, as I explained to everybody uh, that I work with now, and you know, we're constantly changing jobs and meeting new people or re-meeting people, you know, look, I'm just a chatty guy, you know, especially when I'm driving the, the vans like I am now. I chat with everybody. I chat with everybody. And if they don't want to chat, it's just like I don't see it any different than when I was driving a cab. You see, and it's got to the point now where I, I rarely – I rarely speak to my passengers. If they, if they, you know, Initiate if they bring up a topic, uh, I'll, I'll engage it. You know, I have a picture of Granny Annie and the kids. Uh, so you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, will, oh, is that your family? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that's really nice. Uh, yeah, that's I kind of like them. See, I would say something like it's the family of the guy I stole a cab from. But there, there you go. Well, it looks like it's that time. So, hey, thanks for joining us here. Uh, we'll be back again to do this again uh, and again and again next week. <laughs> so, for that guy, Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. And I got the money. See ya!
me. Oh, I heard every word you said, honey. Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yeah, you're always right, baby.